you know, we talk a lot uh, about the trips, but probably don't talk enough because once you've gone, it just gets in your blood. Uh, I think you would be hard-pressed to ever get uh, Miguel and Lydia to never attend another trip. I mean, after, you know, just going once and experiencing it. But if you're brand new starting with us today and it's $150,000 in paid business. Now, there are some carriers that don't count. AmeriCo doesn't count. Athena annuities don't count. Um, some business. But overall, uh, if you divide 150000 by the eight remaining months we have, if you can write $18,750 a month in premium, you're going to Hawaii on a completely paid trip. But say you've already got 50000 written and maybe you hit Ignite and your 10,000 points uh, plus another 40,000, you've got $100,000 to go over the next eight months. That's $12,500 a month, and you can be in Hawaii. If you've got 75,000 already done and need another 75,000 to go, that's $9,375 a month that it takes to go to Hawaii. Now, let's eat that elephant one bite at a time. If you're brand new starting today, and you write $4,700 in paid premium every month between now and the end of the year, that's going to equal $150,000. So just setting that as a goal of $4,700 a week, you're there. If you only need $100,000 to go, that's $3,125 a week in premium, and you're going to Hawaii with us. And if you're halfway there, that's $75,000, it only takes $2,400 a week in premium. Guys, that's part-time. So, you know, this, this is still very doable. I also want to recognize the people that have already qualified. Raphael uh, has qualified with $196,000. Lydia has qualified already with $163,000. And Connie mentioned David Crocker. He'll probably qualify by the end of the month and go over the edge. Dante Williams only needs fifty. $52,000 to go on the, to the trip to Hawaii. And with the way he's writing business, that's probably going to take him six or eight weeks, and he will be there. So, guys, there's a lot of opportunity still there. Connie and I uh, slipped over the edge uh, this past week. We are there as well. So, you know, these are really nice perks that help people get to see others doing this. And it's just a real... Uh, it's just a real perk that the companies put out that when you're out in February and it's zero and the snow is flying and you can't hardly see to get home and you didn't make a sale and you're wondering why you do this, these are the reasons. Or if you're in South Florida in July and it's 115 degrees, you know, uh, and you didn't make a sale, that's why you go. It's just those things make a difference. I, before I started into my topic this morning, I did want to cover why do we strategize cases and with new agents so that, well, we do it so you know before you go. I want to cover something with you because we, we had a sale this past week that didn't go as well. Uh, I, we really want the agent to figure the rates before we go. And I had this conversation with an agent, and I said, figure the rates before you go. Why do that? Well, it's easy to make a mistake, especially when you're new and you're in the home and you're trying to figure out, you know, you may forget to add tobacco or take it off of one. It's just, it's easy to make a mistake. Two, uh, you may not have a service area when you get there to be able to figure the rate, so that's always an issue to deal with. And three, it's extremely boring for the client to watch the agent do this 
when in fact they kind of expected them to do some of that work before they got there. And then what happened this past week with an agent, they didn't figure the rates and we strategized the case. They knew what product to sell and the way to offer it, but a 10-year term rate popped up on the screen. The client saw and said, that's what I want. Well, a 10-year term for a 55 or 57-year-old is not a good product. That's a product that's extremely easy to replace. I replace every one of the ones I ever go in on because it's so simple to do, and it's not very good for the client. So these are some of the things, some of the reasons we do the strategizing before we go. So when we strategize and we recommend that you, or not recommend, we tell you to figure the rate before you go, this is how you're going to make the sale. And I can't tell you how many texts or posts we've had in the last several weeks that the agent made the comment, the strategizing we went through before they got there was exactly the way the sale went down. So understanding that, um, I know Dave Crocker has had situations before where he was going in on families that were retired military. And I explained to him, this guy's not going to, he's going to be rated or declined if he does blood work. But you've got to understand, military people are going to get our rates and then they're going to shop us against uh, USAA. USAA has really good rates if you can walk on water. You've got to be really healthy. And they always quote the walk on water rates. If we know that going in, we can structure a presentation, and I will cover that with the agent before they go in the house. And David will tell you there have been numerous cases where we strategized the case before he got there, and it went down just exactly the way we predicted it would go. And the reason being, having worked in the field, I kind of know how these people think. I'm going to tell you how they think and how you can overcome it if you go in prepared for that. So having said all that, please follow the directions when we do that. If you have any question, well, why are you telling me to do that? Ask me the why. Because I find out if new agents don't understand why we do something, it's easy to take a shortcut and not follow through with that. Now, I had a great conversation this past week, and this is the, the form that you see on GroupMe this morning. It's handwritten out for a reason. And you might say, boy, Dick, this is great. Why don't you just print these out and we'll whip it out and show it to the client? No, it has the impact because people, if you ever have ridden along with another agent doing a presentation in the home and you observe not the presenter but the client, you will notice when the agent is writing things out in the presentation, the client's eyes are following that pen. I mean, they just pay attention to every jot and every tittle. So having, taking the time to learn how to do this and do it properly. Now, the top of it, that's the dialogue that takes place before we start. That's not what you write on the sheet, but that's the dialogue that you want, just like the dialogue on critical period on podcast number 17. When we're dealing with the client that's in their 60s and 70s and we can't get them enough insurance to cover the whole mortgage, and more importantly, it doesn't make sense when you walk through it. But there's three questions you ask every time in the right sequence, and then you make a statement, and at that point in time, they either buy into the concept or they don't. If they buy into the concept, the sale is made before you ever show them the numbers. If they don't buy into the concept at that time, no sale is ever going to be made because even if you write a fully underwritten case, 
it's not going to get issued because we already know that because if they were going to get issued that's what we would have shown them so this guys this is a very structured uh, system to make it work now how many of you have been in the home and you've heard something to this effect well I've got plenty of insurance on the job or you've been in a home and they're in the military and they tell you well I got four hundred thousand dollars in the military and and you're trying to sell them more insurance and the co the conversation usually goes something like this well yes but when you lose your job you lose the insurance guys even if they kind of know that they don't believe it and one they're healthy they're not planning on never leaving that job so that argument doesn't hold water you never win that case with that argument well yes but if you change jobs yes but I'm healthy I'll get insurance on my new job so these are things that you cannot overcome using that line of logic however this is a way that you can do it uh, if somebody will t say something to me to the effect that uh, they've got plenty of insurance on their job now I'm going to take an attempt to try to get them to buy more and explain to them why insurance on the job is so cheap it's dirt 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 cheap and it's dirt cheap for a reason it's priced and it's designed to go away 11 months before they die well dick how do you know that well stop and think about it for just a minute you're dealing with a 58 year old that has cancer or a major heart attack and they uh, that doesn't kill them but they no longer can do their job anymore truck drivers are classic examples of this you know there's a lot of things that happen to a truck driver that will take them off the road uh, a lot of people working in a factory yes it didn't kill them but they can't lift a hundred pounds anymore or lift 50 or whatever it is so there's a lot of things that will knock them out of that so if somebody has cancer stroke or heart attack that doesn't kill them they can't work any longer they have to go into retirement early they've lost their insurance and now they can't get something back so the conversation goes something like this um, the client thinks they've got you and they're pulling this I've got plenty of life insurance I don't need anything more and you might say you know John you may be right has anybody ever taken the time to show you how to determine how much insurance you may need and they all look at you like that deer in the headlight at that point they want to give you an answer but before they you allow them to you say well let me explain it to you this way there's four reasons to buy life insurance and guys you're writing this out now that's the statement and then you write across the top of the page the first reason to buy life insurance is for burial the second one is for inheritance taxes the third reason is income replacement because if John didn't come home because of a car wreck or heart attack neither does his paycheck and the fourth one is for debt reduction well why are we there for mortgage protection which is debt reduction so then you go back and say now burial you've already got some insurance so we don't need anything for that so you put an X through it uh, inheritance taxes unless your estate's over five million dollars that's not something we need to worry about now uh, is it safe to say that we're not in that five million dollar category yes so we put an X through that now income replacement Mary if John doesn't come home because of a car wreck or heart attack neither does his paycheck so I'm sure you have more insurance than this but let's pretend you only have a half million dollars on your job now you and I all know that they've got somewhere between a hundred and three hundred thousand if they have any 
So you're talking about $500,000, which is way more than they've got. But even if they do have, I've had a few cases where they had a half million dollars. I said, okay, Mary, you get the check for half million dollars. John's check and paycheck is not coming in anymore. It stopped. So you've got a half million dollars. That has got to replace his income. So what do we do with that? Well, we could take it to the bank, and we could get 1% from CDs. Well, as a family, you can't live on 1% of a half million dollars. Uh, you could put it in the stock market and get 20%. But your half million dollars, you might wake up one morning and your half million is now down to 300000 As a widow trying to raise a family, you can't live with that kind of risk and that kind of volatility. So what do you do? Find yourself a life insurance agent that does annuities. And uh, we don't recommend you go to a captive company because they have one product. Find an independent agent that can help you with that. Annuities for the last 30 years on a, an income basis have averaged about 5%. So Mary, 5% of that half million dollars, that's going to give you $25,000 a year to live on the rest of your life. And you emphasize that like that's a big deal, and it is. But we got a problem. Your mortgage payment is $1,000 a month, so it's going to take 12000 of your 25000 just to make the mortgage payment. That leaves you $13,000 a year to live on or about $250 a week, okay? Now, our goal today is to get this mortgage payment down as close to zero as possible. So if we can get your debt down to zero on the mortgage, that allows you to live on $25,000 a year. So no mortgage payment, that's going to give you about $500 a week to live on. And guys, I've, I've done this hundreds of times over the last several years, and I cannot tell you, when somebody brought that up, I used to bait people in bringing it up. I would try to set them up so that they would bring it up so that I could go over this, uh, overcome this objection this way. And I'll never forget, I had a couple in the military. And he had $400,000 in life insurance. I sat down. I wasn't at the table three minutes, probably closer to two. And he says, well, I got, I got $400,000 through the military. And I didn't point out to him, if you're, doing, if you're speeding and drinking in a car wreck and get killed, they don't cover that, and they don't. If you're a drunk driver, there's a lot of things they don't cover uh, in that. I didn't go there at all. I just said, you know, you may be right. And I went through what I just did here using 400000 as my base, 5% that gave her $20,000 a year in income. When we get finished at the end, he's been listening to the radio, thinks he can get a half million dollars of the coverage for $28 a month, and he balks at my prices and um, started this routine. I've got, I got 400000 I don't need anything more. She stopped him in his tracks. She said, listen, Based on what Dick told us when this meeting started, I can't live on $20,000 a year. Which one of these are you going to pick? And we ended up, turned out, he had PTSD. We had to go fully underwritten. He's walking around the house with a 9mm on his hip. He's a, an MP in the military, and he takes that gun everywhere he goes, and he shows it to everybody. I think he thought I might be a little bit intimidated by it. didn't bother me in the least. I figured he knew how to use it, so I wasn't worried. But the point of it is, 
he ended up that day with a half million dollars worth of coverage to go with the 400000 he had, and she is taken care of. That never would have happened without using something like this. So these are methods we use to help you understand, you know, there is a way that we can lose every time on the argument when we try to convince them that they're wrong. Yes, but you're going to lose your insurance. Yes, but if you change jobs or you're going to be locked into the job, can't ever take another one if your health changes. Guys, they don't believe anything is going to change. They don't think there's going to be any difference in their health. So this is a technique that you can use, and, and this is one that needs to be practiced. You know, you can go back and look at this and lay it off to the side and just start practicing it. Write out burial, taxes, income replacement, debt reduction, and just go through it a dozen or so times to the point that this rolls off your tongue just like it rolls off mine. These are ways that we can get that extra uh, application a week, that extra two or three applications a month, and how many more people we do help. I hope this has helped you a little bit. And uh, so many times when you call from the home, um, these are things that you will hear different closes that I use or different closes that Johnny uses or David uses or Marcia use or Miguel use that can help you learn how to make more sales because that's a very important part of what we do, learning this technique.